Hello, creeps. I'll be your ghost. I mean, host. As we delve the crypts of spooky movies and even spookier theory. Welcome to Horror Vanguard. Perfect, perfect, perfect. How is it going today, John? I've noticed that you look more like a shark than you usually do. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what? I'm, 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 what? I'm sorry. There's a, there's a there's a historic heat wave here in Chicago, so my brain is thoroughly boiled. But also, is... I've, I've been injecting myself with experimental shark nanobots, so I don't really know what's uh, going on. Uh, okay, cool. I was about, I was about to say this is the this is the smoothest way into an episode we've ever done. Nailed it. Nailed it. Much like much like the people who made Resident Evil Death Island. Uh, we absolutely uh, nailed it. No questions need to be asked. We can oh all move on. Oh God, we're do- we're doing this again. <laughs> this is we this is this is our Faustian bargain. This is our pact. We have we, to we, as we signed Resident the Evil pledge. They these films rise up from the grave and only only the the strongest film criticism soldiers can respond to to put them back down. This we, is this is our our lonely task, our dark mission. I'm pitching the next Resident Evil movie, Resident Evil Podcast Hell. I think we can call it that. It's a working title. We can work with this, and we'll set it. Where, where, where can we set this one? Where, where, where's where's like the most uh, like like let's let's pick a screwed political location. Let's set it in Belfast. Yeah, and, I mean, I mean, the obvious one is do it at the DNC. <laughs> like obviously. <laughs> Oh, it's like a time travel plot too, somehow. So we have like both DNCs. Oh, a hundred percent. Chicago sixty-eight. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, right, dear. everybody. Oh dear. That's welcome, right. Welcome, welcome to the are, Death Island conversation. We are. We've been forced by we we uh, a little while ago we did an entire Resident Evil retrospective, including the animated movies, and and like the T virus itself. It just won't stay dead. There is once more another RE animated movie. That is what we're talking about today. Um, we're talking about Resident Evil Death Island. Island, Island, Island. So, um, so uh, big, big thoughts here. How do you feel about Res- Res- Resident Evil Death is Land? I, I, mostly I feel tired. <laughs> I feel, I feel very, very tired. Um, it, it, it's all here. It's all, it's all, it's, it's the same. It's exactly the same. Uh, all the gang is back together. Uh, is there a big climactic third act fight against a giant monster with rocket launchers? Obviously there is. Uh, is Leon back with his absolutely perfect hair? <laughs> yes, it's it's the same. It's just it's the same. I, nothing has changed. <laughs> I, I I will say that there the, this one this one does feel a little tired to me. Leon's hair is less perfect. He's got a shorter haircut. He doesn't have the like dated emo swoop that we know and love. The the big villain fight at the end, like it's Resident Evil. You know we're grading on a curve already, and the fight feels a little convenient. And our villain like. 
he's he's the most like lethargically motivated Resident Evil villain. Where's 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 the glint in your eye? Where's the hunger for a world turned into a giant arachnid or something strange? Like all great Resident Evil villains have. Yeah, bring back bring back my boy Wesker with his head that has no curves <laughs> and his and his PS2 cutscene hair. Bring back Wesker. See, what Wesker would have been a dramatic and Wesker would have never if you, if Wesker would have merged with a shark, rather, it would have looked so much better. It would have been so it and God, we'll get onto the villain in this because uh, honestly, this is the first of the animated films which has properly annoyed me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot in this one. And also the politics in this one is like all of the Resident Evil movies have like just the the most like unhinged, dialed up, cranked political discourses for better and for worse. And this yeah, one is can, the first time where remember, it's been like not really there. Yeah. Remember the uh, previous animated films that opened lamenting the fall of the Soviet Union? Yes. <laughs> remember that? That was that was so cool. And, and 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 the kind of one of the underlying plots of that movie was that a a former Iron Curtain state wasn't being admitted into the UN, and so they were turning to terrorism in order to have a voice on the political stage. Like that, that's what we usually deal with here in Resident Evil Land. And this time, it's just like, like when when I saw the setting was Alcatraz, I was like, Chef's kiss. This is perfect. This is this is Resident Evil spinning the big wheel of where in the world have horrible political things happened and where can we put our next goofy zombie movie and the, the perfect setting. I couldn't have thought of a more perfect setting than that, but they, they really didn't do anything with it. This is not a movie about Alcatraz, prisons, policing, colonialism like they're not kind of engaged with any of that. It's just Alcatraz because... It's got branding recognition, and if you already have a shark that's a bad guy, well, you have to have an island where the bad guy lives. Yeah. And can we also talk about the fact that a lot of this movie is very formally tired as well? It's just... A lot of it feels kind of like a knockoff. It's This is a copy of a copy of a copy. This is, this is Resident Evil approaching kind of simulacra. Yeah, I almost like this is the first time where I'm like, oh, they're starting to run out of ideas. This one, like, I, I'm sure there's also behind the scenes stuff because this one feels really rushed, really kind of half assembled. I mean, I did sort of roll my eyes in the opening 10 minutes when it was just literally shot for shot ripping off the Matrix uh, freeway uh, car chase sequence. Yes. Which is, for the record, one of the coolest fucking action sequences in contemporary cinema, hands down. It's maybe one of my favorite car chases ever. Um, and this one, I saw it and I was like, oh, so we're, we're, we're done with trying to do anything original with these characters, right? And, and even in that, too, I would be all here for, like, what if The Matrix but also Resident Evil? Because that sounds like the kind of, like fevered madness the the lead-laced wine that we drink by the gallon when we discuss these films but this one it's just like it's just not there it's just missing this is just like a tired heterosexual matrix is is what we get for those elements that appear in this film the ending also has like i I can't even call it an homage it's just like a a blatant I don't know. I don't want to even say rip off. It's just like a tired reuse of a sequence from the first Jurassic Park movie. 
Yeah, do you remember that thing? Do you remember the thing? Look, we're doing we're doing the thing, but with Resident Evil now. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you remember how a T-Rex, its visual acuity is based on movement, and so you can trick it with a road flare? Do you know that also works with a man who is also a shark, who is also the size of a warehouse? Like, <laughs> you're kind of missing something here. There's, there's a, yeah, this, this feels very tired. It feels very tired. It feels, it also feels quite cheap. Um, like, normally, normally I wouldn't um, pick up on this, but so much of the animations are kind of reused and recycled. Yes, yeah, there, there is a lot of, like, I notice this the most whenever we have, like, a background SWAT team guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, all of those <laughs> control <movements>. C, control <laughs> <Yeah>. V, <laughs> and, and with that too, like I'm not against like using you assets you've already. I love the FromSoft games, and all those games are are we made a bunch of cool assets, and how much can we do with them? And I'm very okay with that typically, but here it's like this. This almost feels like like one of those movies where you take the like character models out of like Resident Evil Four, and then you make your own little movie with them. Like, like that's kind of what this feels like, but it lacks that low budget charm. Yeah, it's like it's like a really, really boring Resident Evil machinima. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like that's what this is. Um, there, there are multiple sequences when characters are running away from something, and I'm sort of like, oh, it's a, it's a. Uh, they've done like a really kind of cheap green screen composite in that shot, and then went, oh wait. No, this is animated. <laughs> it just looks awful. It looks goofy. And like, so, so there's, there's a lot of like, another like formal thing about this Resident Evil movie that really holds it back is there's like just too much going on. You know, like we've got all of the stuff with Dylan, who is our main villain, who we'll unpack in a second. And that doesn't, like, that, that is like, there's like an A plot, B plot struggle here. And the movie doesn't know which one is actually the story of the film. Because we have, like, what could be a really fun concept where it's, like, Chris Redfield, Leon S. Kennedy, Jill Valentine, Claire Redfield, Rebecca Chambers, Hunnigan. We've got, like, all of the Resident Evil meme all-stars have showed up today. Besides Wesker, because he had a contract conflict. He was elsewhere filming a perfume commercial and could not make it. God, God bless you, Wesker. <laughs> yeah, Wesker's above this stuff now. Wesker is like doing art house. He's doing like art house stage productions. Yeah, he's signed an exclusive with A24. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, he's going to star in a movie where his father is like a bullfrog and they have to work together <laughs> to overcome the closing of a local grocery store chain. I, I think, And it's also a horror movie. Uh, yeah, and the way that you the way that you save the grocery store is he gets into like bioengineering and creates <laughs> and, and creates a, like a prototype of the T virus. <laughs> but yes, we have that movie. That movie would make three hundred and fifty billion dollars. <laughs> it, it would be the only movie playing in theaters for the next five decades. I can guarantee that at the least. <laughs> But so we ha- we have should kind we, of like this. Should it, we talk about our villain? Should we talk about a villain? Well, I, I just kind of I, I kind of wanted to touch on that. This is like I think there's like t- two more formalism points that like they're doing like a, an obvious Fast and the Furious thing here. It's like oh, it's Resident Evil. It's family. You know, we 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 fight zombies and zombie terrorists. That's what we do here in the Resident Evil family. But it kind of doesn't stick. It, it it doesn't work nearly as well. And my last formalism point that I have to go out on is like. 
there have not been a lot of good shark horror movies and resident evil death island adds to the list of bad shark horror movies and not just bad on like a formalistic level but also but like bad there's not even an enjoyment to get out of this like this one just feels like a shark shark hurricane versus shark quake kind of film yeah it's it, it it's not good it's not i and again we are we are grading on a curve we are talking about the resident evil animated films but this one is is particularly not good and i think the biggest problem that it runs into is it isn't really able to tell a compelling story to get to the end point that it wants to get to mostly because it starts with what could be a really good idea mhm yeah, um, no, no. Let's 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 talk about our villain before we talk about like the broader political context here. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, what do you th- what do you think about Dylan? What Dylan. do you think about Dylan? Interesting name for a villain. Dylan Dylan doesn't have the the West Albert Wesker. There's a bad guy name Dylan. It doesn't have the same ring to it. But I really liked his character, sort of. Uh, the, the basic setup with Dylan's character is that he was just like a military dude sent into Raccoon City during the original incident. So again, we're restaging 9-11 because that's what Resident Evil is all about now. Is It's just kind of like the endless cycle yeah. of trauma that is 9-11. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, you know, he's forced to kill his friend that he's serving with. He's, he, his leg is shot to pieces in the fight. You know, so he's got a lot of trauma from that. He's he's deeply struggling from that incident. Like, he's constantly tapping his cane to the same rhythm that he beat his friend to death to. So his character has a lot of pathos. There, there, there's a really good setup there for, for a complicated Resident Evil villain. And then they waste it by making him, like, an environmental activist kind of deep state paranoia terrorism guy. Yeah, like, like the 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 thing is, is like the 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 flashback sequences of you know to I have often joked that I wanted to see the umbrella HR and recruitment process um, in a Resident <laughs> Evil movie, and this is this is like as close as I think we've gotten. Um, you know, it's just two guys clocking in for a shift at work. Things seem a bit weird, but they're talking about hey, maybe we'll get to go to San Francisco and have some R and R, and it's like. Dylan is basically a kind of uh, a traumatized soldier, and like there's there's so much narrative scope with this. I I actually found it like again by Resident Evil standards, I actually found this quite engaging. I found this sort of like this is a there there are strong motivations, there is a kind of reasoned uh, antagonism behind all of this, um, but the the logic that they make this character go through is the trauma of having to murder your friend at the instructions of kind of uh, corporate overlords. Therefore, I'm going to do a lot more murder now. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, hang on. No, st- stop, stop. We've taken a wild left turn. It really veers off the rails pretty quickly. And especially because once he becomes the evil nanobot virus guy, which which isn't like the, the the connective tissue from leading from the his like starting incident that sets him down this path to where he lands is all entirely non-existent. 
you know so like we have this kind yeah. of like weird ableist thing going on where like oh his it's because he's tr- he has he has like ptsd that he's an evil bad guy and and also he he like walks with a cane and has has some disability in his leg so now he's he's the villain there's no like we we don't see the intervening 10 15 years where where he like learns how to make nanobot mosquitoes and a new t virus like we're we're missing we're missing a lot of connect, connective tissue with this character that makes it feel really like it's almost like there's two different Dylans in this movie and they one is discarded so that they can have a fancy villain later on. Yeah, and it's it's a real shame. I I don't know. I was like I th- I thought there was something to that. I thought there there was something uh, because he has a kind of villain speech midway through when he's uh when he's kind of got the upper hand. It's like and I was like, "Hey, let my man cook. He's he's got some points here." Uh corporate elites uh corruption the fact that you know you're trying to do good but you're doing so within a system that should be destroyed otherwise whatever good you'll do is just going to lead to the perpetuation of death i was like i'm on board with all of this dylan yeah keep (laughs) and then it's like and because of all of that i'm gonna murder everybody on the planet and you go oh you were so close you was but but because these films cannot think of anything outside of either corporate american global hegemony or we're going to do bioterrorism now um there is no alternative yeah it's it's really it's really lacking you know and i don't i don't expect a lot of my resident evil villains they're really like one dimensional but typically they have like a clear Dylan has no clear set of goals and no clear arc. Most Resident Evil villains are like, I'm I'm the general of of you know like this this failed state, so I'm gonna sell terrorism weapons to fight back against something. Or they're like, I'm I'm an evil CEO, and if I sell terrorism weapons, I will make a lot of money. Those are clear clear motivations, yeah, yeah, clear fine. arcs. <laughs> Fine, yeah, on board. <laughs> but D- Dylan is like either either they tried something much more complicated and couldn't kind of juggle it, or it's just so rushed. Yeah, because it would be cool. It would be cool to have Chris and Leon and Jill have to deal with an antagonist who actually makes them question their own position within the larger infrastructure of the world, right? The fact that they all do work for basically private military contractors at this point, and their job is to go around and shoot people shoot uh, people in the head until they stop being a threat to the profits of gigantic corporations. I'm like, that would be an interesting, like, that's an interesting narrative thread to follow. But because the film has no way of, like coping with that Mm -hmm. they basically kind of like snap dylan's character in half to try and bend it into the shape of like well we've got a three-act structure to fill so we've got to get to the big rocket launcher sequence at the end and and just to just to touch on that one really quickly like again like we keep saying this for this is this is the title of the episode it's resident evil death island review open parentheses it's resident evil what do we expect close parentheses <laughs> but like every resident evil game right you know like like the the end of resident evil 4 is like you have your big fight with the boss and then someone is like oh you need this special rocket launcher that's full of magic bullets or magic rockets rather like have fun you know and so like i expect that but in this one it's like 
beneath beneath Alcatraz is a subterranean military base that's full of experimental laser guns. And like they're just kind of constantly available. It's like you just have to reach into a box that is always next to you. And that box is always full of the coolest guns. And it's kind of like yeah. like that that undermines the because like you know like one of the previous animated Resident Evil movies deals with Leon having PTSD. Like one of the previous Resident Evil movies deals with our characters struggling to work through the horrible shit that they see and do in the world. Here, yeah, here's uh, here's here's uh, a villain. Leon that's one of them. Leon renounces his American citizenship at one point. Yes, and like and like right? like. Here's a beautiful setup for a movie because now you've got a villain who's made by the same thing that's haunting these heroes, right? Like they're they're naturally kin, right? They have common 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 ground, and and at the end it's just like oh no he's just a big spooky goop man shoot him with the the super laser gun that not only is just kind of chilling in a box on top of a truck. But the plug that it takes is just like your standard kitchen outlet. And there's also one of those on top of the truck. It's it's the most like con- yeah. convenient undermining, you know, undermining your entire movie for the sake of convenience. It's really frustrating at the end. Be tough. Have an ending where like you don't have like like, oh, thank God. Uncle Sam gave us the Moonraker laser. We can totally blow up the shark man now. Like y- skip that. You know, have them hug it out or something or like at, throw in a have Wesker come back as a common villain and then they can realize how fucked the whole system is because there's like I'm sorry, like I'm just like popping off right now. But like there's there's a whole arc in this movie where Leon and Chris and and Claire and Rebecca, they're all like we work for the good guys. We're doing this because, you know, like the BSAA and everybody, they're the heroes stopping the bad guys like you. And like, you know, like we have this whole setup where they're like naturally playing the tensions of where this trauma is coming from. And at the end, they just double down on like, no, we are the good guys. Suck it. Yeah. yeah, Like uh, literally at one point, I think it's Leon. He just goes, well, it's a job, isn't it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, like, like. Uh, Dylan makes all these good points about, you know, you, you try and save people. You just result in more death. You know, you must be exhausted. And Leon's like, well, what else are you going to do? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, cool. That solves the problem then. <laughs> right? And it, yeah. It's like there's this inevitability. There's this kind of like, it just makes me think of, um, uh, oh, what is it? Nietzsche's, um, Nietzsche's ret- the Nietzschean idea of return. This idea that like, there'll always be, there'll always be a rocket launcher. There'll <laughs> always be a rocket launcher next to you. Like, no matter what you do, no matter what kind of like, narrative motivations you might have no matter what you might like secretly really want there's always going to be the rocket launcher you'll always kind of like snap back into reality and there will always be the same kind of monster in front of you and it's like well what else are you gonna do and it's like there's something so grimly inescapable about it this is this is a movie in which the horizons of possibility have kind of completely collapsed because they're not even talking about like doing an expose anymore because it's like, well, that doesn't work. We know that, Mm -hmm. but what are we going to, well, there's always going to be a rocket launcher and there's always going to be a giant like blob monster that we have to blow up. New episode title, resident evil, death Island, colon Nietzsche's eternal return. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and no, I, I I completely agree. This is this is this is so bizarre to say, but like 
possibly even including the games, maybe barring Resident Evil's five and six. This is this is the most capitalist realism and it's and, you know, like this is the most capitalist realism Resident Evil movie. This is the most like there there is no potential for anything to be different. You know, because for sure, the other Resident Evil movies are kind of like beleaguered with like this starry eyed liberalism as they try to navigate these political sceneries. But the, the, this one is just like, no, fuck it. There is only there is only the rocket launcher and the violence that brought us here. And that's so just downbeat and miserable. And unintentional, too. Yeah, the movie it's, doesn't it's, know it's, it. It's grim. Like, like if this was intentional. If this movie was intentionally downbeat and cynical and dark, if this was like a, um, if this was Resident Evil by way of Lars von Trier. Oh my God, how cool would that, that be? That would be if, if a giant moon was crashing into the earth and Leon was like, it's a living and then fired a gun size of Rhode Island to blow up the moon. Like that would be a beautiful film. So I know, I know you wanted yeah, to uh, connect Dylan. And this is, this is the Dylan episode now. We're just talking about Resident Evil's villain, Dylan. Dylan villain. Um... But you wanted to mention Pat Silman. I mean, like this is this is what I was thinking of, right? It's just like he's he's joined Umbrella because he want, and but like he suddenly is sees the horror behind the 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 benign face mask, uh, and is you know as opposed to as opposed to Pat Tillman who was murdered in a stage friendly fire incident, um, like he's forced to commit a, an act of unspeakable violence against someone that he loves, and I'm like, yeah, th- this is what the military industrial complex does to people this is this is like it's weirdly the first like 30 to 40 minutes of this film is weirdly an extremely compelling criticism of the american global military industrial complex and the way that it's kind of like systematically designed to dehumanize people and And what happens to a guy at the end he gets literally dehumanized into a giant shark mm -hmm. ocean monster and I, th- I think this is the, this is the the kind of one angle where the setting of Alcatraz becomes like incredibly politically salient because one of the first uses for Alcatraz was as a prison for dissenters against World War One. The political prisoner, like Alcatraz, like all pr- prisoners are political prisoners, right? But Alcatraz was expressly used to house people who were politically fighting against the First World War. Right. Like like that was the one of the function early functions of Alcatraz. And so here we have Dylan, someone who like is definitely going about things the wrong way, but is also realizing that the kind of like forever war is nothing but bad as a forever war would sound like it is. And and here he is being turned into an inhuman monster that needs to be like they literally cage him into Alcatraz before blowing him up. He is, he is killed by an Alcatraz gate slamming yep, shot. That's what you do. That's what you do with traumatized. That's that's what you do with like traumatized soldiers. And like all, all of that stuff. Like this is so close to the to the juicy, maddening political discourse that Resident Evil offers. But so much of this is us wringing blood from from the the stone that Alcatraz is built on in Resident Evil Death Island. Should we talk about Alcatraz? Should we talk about what Alcatraz kind of like, because it's such a kind of rich setting for for a Resident Evil film. And there's there, there's so much that Resident Evil could do with a setting like Alcatraz. Like, oh, there's there's so Alcatraz, right, is is in the United States. If you if you didn't know that one already off the coast of San Francisco. 
Um, and again, this movie handles San Francisco like every movie handles San Francisco. We get like a panning shot of a of a trolley car going up a steep hill. And not like we should get a panning shot of a bunch of like homeless people who've been displaced by tech CEOs. Like that's that's what that's what it looks like today. That's like we're 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 doing this kind of retro yeah, nostalgia. It, downtown San Francisco is just is just people who've been unhoused because of the expansion of Umbrella Corporation. Oh my, see that. See, call us Resident Evil, big 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 Resident Evil, big Pharma Umbrella. Get us on the phone. We can make better movies for you. Yeah, Capcom, you you have we, our we number. Have the fevered <laughs> T virus infected political takes you need to make your basic plot structures. But so, so like Alcatraz, right, like is a, is a site of like deep and complex colonial violence. You know, in, in uh, 1964, um, a group of uh, indigenous American students from the United Indians of All Tribes uh, organization occupied Alcatraz. And they occupied Alcatraz for a really long time. None of that is present in this film, mm-hmm. right? Like the, the, the co- colonialism aspect of Alcatraz is entirely missing. And by and large, so is Alcatraz's history as a prison. You know, like besides like Leon, Leon, like comrade Leon S. Kennedy does have some one line bangers where he says stuff like like prison tours suck, I think is like his final line in the movie or something, (laughs) which that's true. They do. Yeah. I mean, Leon's my favorite thing in this film. Leon's my favorite thing. They just need to let, let Leon have his perfect hair again. He doesn't need to have the like every boy undercut right leon can have the emo swoop and and still be expected to wield three separate shotguns at once we all know that leon only listens to my chemical romance is the black parade on repeat that is the only song he has ever heard just embrace it just embrace his truth of all of the characters in the resident evil world uh leon is the one who is the horror vanguard (laughs) patreon subscriber (laughs) That's that's a hundred percent true. Be very accurate. Yes. <laughs> also, also a mi- minor point true. here, but Chris Redfield did not lift anything heavy in this movie. He did not also punch a boulder no, until the boulder fell away and broke. No, didn't punch anything huge. Didn't punch anything to break it. Didn't lift anything really heavy. What is the point of having a character that is basically a GI Joe head on a refrigerator <laughs> unless you allow him to punch something yeah, really and, heavy? And, and you know, like I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't want fan service. Give me something really deep. Let him. You know, what would be a really heavy thing for him to punch away? Dylan's PTSD. <laughs> give me, give me. <laughs> legally licensed, certified, and trained mental health counselor Chris Redfield. Lifting the most difficult things of all, our our struggling mental health. Oh, yeah. Cut and print it there. <laughs> what a way to end. Yes. So so as that's that's how you make a is, better. Is movie. there is there anything that we want to talk about while while exiting the Resident Evil Death Island, con- the continuing Resident Evil retrospective until they release the next one, which I'm sure is in the works. Maybe it's even a live action thing over on Netflix. Maybe we've even missed one. Let us know if we've missed something Resident Evil that's not a video game. Uh, because we've missed all of those until Agab calls us back. Agab, why don't you answer my phone calls about Resident Evil anymore? I only leave 10 of them a day. Why Why don't you respond? Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, well, this was fun. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Once again, we... <laughs> this is the... Why do we keep doing? Why do we keep doing this to ourselves? So this is every, everyone, everyone, I just, I just want you to know that this was a clever and well-crafted bit. 
much like Resident Evil Death Island, uh, are your co-ghosts are currently running out of steam, falling apart, and and very, very, very hastily trying to tape the end of this thing together. Also, we're on Patreon.com slash Vanguard. Done. We hope you've enjoyed the Dread Discourse. Until next week, stay spooky.